0: It is Monday, November the 16th, 2020. It is a momentous occasion here in the Broadcast Palace as we celebrate episode number 50. The Dave Sachs episode. Um, No, that's not accurate. Did you know there was a Dave Sachs? Older brother of Hall of Very Good Legend, Steve Sachs, he of the Yips, I didn't either, but it's not his episode. It's the Mookie Betts episode. All of that and so, 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 so much more on complaints and observations. The greatest podcast hosted by someone who knows so precious little about eh, almost everything. A journey into the mediocre mind of an exceptionally average person. This is Complaints and Observations. With Dave LaPointe. I have a there's a tingling in my trousers and it's not a good one. Just find a ways to win. <clears throat> I'm sorry, Rum Him! I'm sorry! Who the hell is Dave LaPointe? Wow, 50 episodes. Huh? Crazy. Didn't think I'd get through, like, two. I've managed to stick with something for uh, more than six months. Weird. But, you know, look, I enjoy it, so that's why. But I know that, uh, that Pride is a deadly sin Uh, Michelangelo once said, quote, pride is the burden of a foolish man, end quote. And he's right. Um, I am terribly foolish, so I'm not going to be prideful about this. I'm happy that I've uh, gotten to this number. The rest of that quote finishes with, quote, always desire more than you accomplish, end quote, which is great news here, as, as, as I've Accomplished precisely nothing other than pushing record 50 times. So it can only go up from here. It's good stuff. Anyway, so episode 50, Mookie Betts. Let's let's take a little time to talk about uh, Mookie Betts, shall we? Uh, I would say right now he's the number two player in the league. Quickly gaining on number one. Um, That can be certainly argued, but look, we all know the numbers. Okay. Three official perfect games, two times he's competed in the World Series of Bowling, winner of the 2019 PBA Celebrity Invitational. PBA Commissioner Tom Clark says that Betts could be a top 75 bowler. The fact that he bowls. Is one of the reasons why I love the guy. He's a fucking dork. Like, legitimately, I think Mookie Betts is a dork, and I love that about him. Very, it's in a very endearing quality, and uh, and I love that. But he's a fucking phenomenal bowler. Phenomenal. It's really good. Jokes aside, look, he is. He can argue arguably be the best player in baseball right now. Arguably. Mike Trout will always be the best player in baseball because he's an uh, otherworldly type of talent. When you just sort of go year over year and look at things, you know, Betts competes in that space, I think um 2018 MVP uh he, runner up this year for the MVP he was runner up in 2016 for MVP won the gold glove 5 times silver slugger 4 times four time all star he's only he's only played you know all all said total uh you know what's that seven six full seasons Because he only played 50 games his his first year. Uh, And then last year, there was only 50, what's 55, 60? So, you know, put those two together, that's less than a full season. Uh, But I mean, he's a career 300 hitter. He can run, he can hit, he can play defense. He's a five-tool player. He plays, you know, a hell of an outfield. Great right fielder came up as a second baseman. Then he moved him to, to to center. It's like, oh, here you go. What does it matter? Kid's fucking f- fantastic. A lot of people will shit on him for his postseason numbers. Which, look, you know, fair. Mostly fair. Um, the 2018 run with the Red Sox, he really didn't do much. He had a home run in the World Series, which was Good. But he didn't really do much. This year with the Dodgers and fucking uh, the zombie playoffs that we had here. His World Series was excellent. Two home runs. Played some excellent defense as well. Uh, but, I mean, he hit... He's a two fifty-eight career hitter in the postseason. Across three postseasons. 16, 17, 18, and 20. I, that would be four, David. You fucking idiot. But could he be better absolutely you could say the same thing about you know Clayton Kershaw and look what he did that's the knock on him is the playoff thing and it's accurate it's accurate um but he's a, he's a dynamic player absolutely d- dynamic player and i hope he keeps it up i hope he can play for another 5 years or so at this level What is he, 27, I think? Yeah, he's 27. He'll be be 28 next October. Oh, no, sorry, he just turned 28. My bad. So I would say he's got a solid three to four years of this type of production left before you start to see the downturn. Is he going to be able to live up to the contract that the Dodgers gave him? No. It'll be interesting to, to see how it goes. And look, if you look at Trout's numbers, they are they're ghastly. I mean, they're so fucking ridiculous. It's honestly, it's insane. Um, but, you know, I, I think slave to the moment for most of us in saying that Mookie's the best player in the, in the game. I don't think he is. I think the edge, obviously, is is in uh, defensively. This has gone... What a poor segment. Here it is, episode 50, and I'm stumbling over my fucking words. Here's what I did, okay? So, you know, I, I typically will script out uh, the show just to give me, like, a, a path so that I don't fucking do what I just did. So, and, and I realized what I fucked up. So I put in the whole bowling shtick, ha 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 jokes, right? And then I put, he's pretty good at baseball, too. And then, asterisks, insert stats here, closed asterisk, and I didn't put anything in. And so now I sit here going, uh, well, he's pretty good, uh, like a fucking dummy. Damn. But listen, you know, Mookie Betts is very good. Second best player in the league. Mike Trout's very good. End of story. Move on, Dave. You fucking idiot. God, that was so bad. (sighs) Anyway. uh, Hope you all had a wonderful weekend. Um, I did Had an excellent uh, dinner Friday night. I shouldn't say excellent. We went to a, a Greek restaurant. I had a gyro. Gyro. That was okay. It was just okay. Had a couple good beers, drank some. Woke up Saturday morning with a fucking hangover. I'm like, what the hell is this? Didn't even drink that much. Hungover. All day Saturday. Terrible. Hangovers are the worst. When you get to be... People always say, you know, when you get to your 30s, hangovers, you'll feel them. They're different. No, not really. I think, for me, it was probably like 35, 36, where hangovers started to be, okay, this is too much. I can't. I can't just drink, 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 drink. Can't do it. Can't do it anymore. I never really did it to begin with, but now I really can't do it. Because if I do, I'm fucked. I'll lose a whole day just dealing with a fucking hangover. And it's no good. I don't want to do that. You know? I enjoy drinking, but I need to just stick with one drink, you know? I can't go from beer, whiskey, scotch, gin... Can't do that because that's what fucks you up. Got to mix in a water every now and again so I don't feel like a bag of crap. But uh, yeah, so the the Masters was this weekend. <clears throat> uh, all of my bets sucked mainly because Dustin Johnson fucking ran away with this thing. wasn't even close. Not even fucking close. He dominated the course. Dominated course records dominated the field. A couple guys get kind of close uh, round three and four where they were you know they were all tied after round two, four guys at the top, but um, you know he had a four shot lead going into the, the final round and granted he's not been good. he was over for four after uh, third round leads in majors. He didn't blow it. Good for him, but I lost all my fucking bets. So fuck you. No, that's not that's not right. Don't. Glad you won. Congratulations. You're a perfect golfer. Yay, terrific. Whoa, whatever. I also went to try to find a, a television. The the basement of the house here I've managed to get the whole room painted so it's not the creepy yellow uh, with the fucking clowns and balloons and stickers on it that it was when we first moved in. So that's great. It's now a a navy blue. Uh, It's only navy blue because it was the darkest paint color that we had on hand. And I ended up needing another fucking can of this stuff because this plywood sucked it up. And, you know, I get shit about, oh, you should have primed it for us. Well, you know. I primed one part of it. You can still fucking see the primer in some spots because this plywood is just fucking eats paint for breakfast. It's awful. It took it took four coats of high quality Sherwin-Williams paint, and it still probably could use two more coats. I got off topic. Went to get a television. Um, went to Target, bought a TV. TCL, cheap brand. Honestly, the the TVs are great. I mean, two seventy nine for this thing. I was like, okay, great, great, get it home, set it up, turn it on, broken. Second TV we've bought from Target that's been fucking broke, out of the box, smash screen. Not pleased. End up going to BJ's, forty dollars cheaper, for a newer version of the same television. Who would have guessed? The thing with televisions, they're cheap as fuck. Okay. When my dad was around, he would marvel at the cost of big screen TVs. It was like his weirdest, like little obsession. Not not obsession, but just like a an interest. So, you know, the newspaper would come on Sundays, or we'd get a newspaper, and you know, he'd be going through the flyers and he'd be looking at fucking Best Buy. And it would show, you know, 50-inch TV, $6.99 or something like that. And back in the day, that was like, oh, my God, what what in the world? Every single time I look at at how cheap TVs have gone, I think of my father. Because it's just one of these weird things that he was oddly interested in. My my father, rest his soul, uh, will be... It'll be five years gone this week, and so uh, it'll be a tough week. I think you know, towards the end of the week, I tried to remind myself that um, uh, you know he'd be. I think he would find all of this. I think he would find this show entertaining. The funny part is, I, it would probably take it probably take a couple weeks or more to get him to figure out how to find it before he started to actually enjoy it. And then it would be a constant reminder of of how to get to it. So I, that part kind of makes me smile. But I think he would find it somewhat enjoyable. So that kind of, that makes me happy. Um, just thinking that, that he would probably find this fun. Um, but yeah, I miss him like crazy. It's just one of these things that um you know if if you've lost your dad or if you lost your parent you know if you were at all close to them then you know uh it's tough it sucks uh, mainly because like when good things happen you wish you could include them in the good things you know like i think i've said on the show uh, previously that um you know if my dad were around and we bought this house he would be here constantly fucking Doing all the shit that I didn't want to do because that's just how he was. So, um, but before I start crying, I should probably stop uh, talking about that. But, you know, long story short, I miss him. I wish he was still here, which is, you know, fairly obvious. But,. Uh, yeah, that's that. i got some more stuff I want to talk about, but let me uh, go wipe my eyes first, so give me a second. A uh, fat guy portion of the show for you. Uh, I read this morning that Cinnabon is going to start selling their frosting by the pint. Holy shit. That is a fat kid's wet dream right there. A bucket of Cinnabon cream cheese Frosting, yikes. Um, let's talk about the Patriots briefly. Uh, statement win last night. They should absolutely be commended for it. They they scored on a very good defense. Playing in a fucking monsoon. That weather was horrific. I've used that phrase twice today on the show. It was terrible. Uh, It wasn't cold, though. You know, it was high 40s, low 50s, so it wasn't freezing cold. Which, if it was, it would have made for a much more interesting game. But, as I've mentioned on the show before, and I'm sure others have mentioned it uh, as well... Bill Belichick has always said that the four games of preseason and the first four regular season games are used to sort of get their shit together for the rest of the year. Well, there was no preseason games this year, here in fucking zombie NFL season. Um, Yesterday was the ninth game of the year. So, that theoretically is eight games. You would think that now, moving forward, they would kind of have their shit together. Do I think they're going to go 7-0 the rest of the way? No. Is it completely out of the realm of possibilities that they go 5-2 and or 6-1? and I wouldn't rule it out yet. And I think yesterday showed that. They are far better than that team that got fucking destroyed by San Francisco. They're even better than the team that uh, lost to Buffalo and the and the team that beat the Jets. The way that they played yesterday is the way that they should play for the rest of the year. They have the best offensive line in football. That's undisputable. It's the best offensive line in the league. As long as those five guys stay healthy, they're going to be just fine because they're going to be running the ball down everybody's throat. They got a fucking bell cow in Damian Harris. They got the, the change of pace back in Burkhead and the receiving back in James White Sony Michelle, if he ever comes back who the hell knows what he's going to end up doing probably not much but you know he's there in case Harris gets hurt Burkhead gets hurt it'd be honestly and this is going to sound strange but it'd be nice to have Brandon Bolden around you know that sort of the guy who can catch passes and the guy who can kind of run but not really yeah it's weird I think he would be he would be getting sort of the uh, the catches and the carries that that the fullback has been getting, Jakob Johnson, who has been what an improved player he has. Jeez, improved quite a bit. I cannot fucking talk today. What is going on? Yikes, just garbage. <sighs> but this team's not bad. They're really not bad. Do I think... Here's here's the kicker, though, okay? And I've said this all season. The Browns are a fucking fraud team. Not the Browns, the Bills. We'll talk about the Browns in a second. The Bills are a fraud team. Uh, the fact that they're, they're in first place, I don't... It doesn't... Uh, I don't get the warm and fuzzies there. Josh Allen isn't that good. He is fucking erratic as hell. But the Dolphins... Here's the thing with the Dolphins, okay? They have a... They've got a top 10 defense right now. The Bills should have a top 10 defense, but they don't. The Dolphins have won five in a row. They're fucking rolling. If you ask me, the Dolphins are better than the Bills. They're a better team than the Bills today. They're a half game behind the Bills for first place in the division. The Patriots are 4-5 and five now. 4-5. and five. They've only scored 189 points all year, given up 211, which is a decent number. The Dolphins, though, have only given up 182 points this year. Crazy. The Patriots schedule the rest of the way. Texans, Cardinals, Chargers, Rams, Dolphins... Bills, Jets, those are all winnable games, every single one of them. So, you know, you can't sit there and tell me that they can't go 7-0 and because every one of these games is a winnable game. So I'm very curious to see how this plays out. I think the team that's going to give them the most trouble is Arizona, uh, just because of the quarterback. That's it. And then the Dolphins. I think the Bills. I'm not worried about the Bills. I think they're gonna, they're gonna get the Bills in here, end of December. And I'm convinced that the Patriots are gonna be fucking just bullshit mad, pissed off, and uh, and fucking lay the hammer. Really do. They spend two weeks out in California, which uh, is somewhat concerning because it, it. I don't know how that's gonna work whether or not they actually stay in California, which was their original plan, I don't know if they're going to do that now based on uh, the Rona. But we'll see. Yeah, so I'm not look, if they go 7 and 0 and finish the season 12 and 5, I mean that'd be magic, but I don't, you know, don't see that happening. Um, 10 and 6, 10 and 6 is not out of the realm of possibilities. 9 and 7 seems more accurate. Just on, you know, just being uh, conservative, you can finish nine and seven. They get to nine and seven. They got a shot at the playoffs. They might not make it, but they got a shot. You know, you'd need, you'd need another team to stumble, like the Browns or the Dolphins, to to stumble, or the Raiders, which are all within the fucking realm of possibility. So, uh, going back to the Browns. Uh, Nick Chubb, running back, took a knee at the one and fucking screwed the line, which is just wonderful. Anyone who bets on the Browns deserves everything they fucking get. Just hilarious. Did you have the Browns minus four and a half? If you did, you should be fucking drawn and quartered. Best bets last week. There was only one winner. That's me. I took the Saints minus ten. Scott Banksley tried to get cute and fade me, so he lost. Fucking foolish. Uh, although Scott is still, you know, running away with this thing. What does he know? Six three and one on the season. I'm four and six. Jackie Fraudley Jr. three and seven. So I am currently ensconced in second place, right in the middle. Very apropos for this program. So hopefully that keeps up for the rest of the season. We shall see. Uh, one thing I did want to talk about that I found and find incredibly interesting. Um, Rexham AFC. They are an uh, English soccer team in the fifth tier. Of English football, and they're currently uh, like way down. What are they? They're 14th. So, you know, mid table in the fifth tier of English football. Now, if you're not at all familiar with English football and how this works, the Premier League is tier one. And then there's the Championship, which is tier two. Um, and then there's uh, what the fuck is. Drawing a blank, but it goes from there, okay. And the whole thing is, you know, you finish in the top three or the top two of these leagues, uh, you move up or move down based on your, uh, on how you do well. Rexham, Rexham, Association Football Club. That's what the AFC stands for. They have, they were owned by, the fans. It was a supporters' trust. For the last 9 or 10 years or so. And they have just been bought. By uh, Hollywood funny guys. Boy that sounded old huh? Ugh, Hollywood funny guys. Ooh, fucking dummy. Uh, movie stars. Or, or movie and TV stars. Ryan Reynolds of. Uh, Three guys a girl and a pizza place fame. And uh, Rob McElhaney from uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which was the reason for the Rumham ham uh, reference in the in the open. That is probably illegal, but I took it from YouTube, so if it's not my it's not my audio. I just added it. What can you do? Uh, just the whole thing is incredibly interesting. If you need, if you're bored and you want to just kind of read up on this. Uh, They look at this as a fun investment. And quite frankly, I think they're onto something because it probably didn't cost them a ton of money. I could be wrong. But it it probably didn't cost them that much uh, to buy the team. The the takeover was official today. Uh, It's the third oldest professional... Football club on the planet. Immediate cash injection of two million pounds upon completion of their takeover. Wild. Here's the thing, okay? I've, I've and I said I've always found the lower levels interesting because these clubs run on less than a shoestring budget. Usually they have less than ideal grounds to play at, yet they have a they all have diehard support from a ravenous supporter base. All of them. Anybody that thinks, you know, oh, I'm a big fan or whatever in this country, they're so fucking, like, foolish. There's, there's a handful of those kinds of people that support, you know, the Patriots. A handful. And around here, you look at those people and you're like, well, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? He's got a He's got Pat Patriot tattooed on his ass, and he named his fucking kid Brady, and his dog's named uh, Brewski. Like those kinds of people, you look at them like, what? Jesus fucking Christ! You're a fucking weirdo. That is literally every single person in England, because they don't have four, five teams to root for to support like we do. Like we're lucky enough to here in the greater Boston area. They've got one, maybe two, and then there's like you know the tertiary uh crap that they watch. They, you know, so they've got their favorite dart player, their favorite cricket team. Uh you know, in, in some parts it's um there's some basketball fans there. There is an English basketball league. But, you know, there's it's not Oh, race car driving too. They're fucking obsessed with IndyCar F1. I don't again, it's the same as fucking NASCAR. I don't get it. You just go in circles. But in in uh F one, they don't it's you know, there are some there are rights and left turns involved. Not a ton, but there are some. But here you have two guys come in, buy this club, fifth tier. If they if they Manage to improve this club and get them to to the third tier uh, of, of English football. It would be um, not not incredible, but it'd be uh, you know very interesting to get them to League One. League One, that's what it is. Fuck, David. League One. So there's Premier League, uh, the Championship. League One, League Two, and then whatever I said, fucking Wrexham is in fifth tier, Conference Premier, which I've done not even familiar. But you know, it's it's it would be one fucking hell of a story. They look, they have to look at this as an investment, thinking they're not going to make a ton of money, right? I mean, unless they pump in a bunch of dough and somehow you know buy players that uh, are you know, obviously better than the fourth, fifth tier of of English football, uh, it's it's just odd. It's it's very strange, and it but it's fun. I it, this is the kind of shit that I would do if I if I had fuck you money, I would buy a, a shitty. English soccer team and try to improve it. I think that's fascinating. If you're a sports fan of any of any fucking ilk at all, you've you've had those daydreams. I don't know if I owned this team, if I did that. You can't. You can't. We've gotten to the point where you can't. Sorry, but you can't. Want to you know why? Because you're not a multi-bazillionaire. However, if you're a multi-millionaire by some stroke of luck or hard work, you too could become an investor in a fifth-tier English football team. Love it. Fascinating. Uh, it was uh, voted 98% approval by the uh, the supporters. Uh, they, they have a company. They created the R.R. McReynolds Company. Very clever, huh? See that? Um, yeah, just funny stuff. I don't know why I find it so fascinating and interesting, but the uh, the <laughs> I was on the site and just happened to look at sponsorship costs and opportunities. Very reasonable. I think I should uh, advertise the show with a fifth-tier English football team. Uh, the corner flag for a thousand pounds, or roughly <clears> thirteen hundred bucks. When they set up for a corner kick. The flag is right there. So this this, the flag itself would be sponsored. And it would be the complaints and observations logo. Every single time they set up for a corner the entire season, on the jumbo screen at the fucking... uh, On the grounds, as they call it. And if it's being televised, obviously, it'll be on TV. Plus... Uh, a quarter-page advert in the Match Day program for 1300 bucks. Not terrible. That's good value right there, folks. Start a, a GoFundMe. I got 13 people to fucking enter the, the swag giveaway. I don't think I could raise 1300 bucks to advertise the show on the uh, fucking corner flag. <laughs> Funny thought, though. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, anyways, this show so far, I am what half hour in. This is a terrible show. I really thought that episode number 50 would be better, but I can't talk today, so I apologize to my four listeners. Um, you're gonna hear a commercial, I think. No, you already heard the commercial, stupid. You already heard the commercial. Apparently I can play music from Spotify now if I get rid of the commercials, and I think I'm going to do that because, what the fuck, I've made 13 bucks on commercials over six months. That's not good. And it's not really that big a deal either, so I think I'm going to get rid of that and start adding some music. I don't know what the deal is and how that's going to work out, but we'll see. Uh, But when I come back, uh, three gripes, check it out. Okay, as it is Monday, it is time for three gripes. Uh, gripe number one. Did you happen to see the catch that Deshaun Hopkins made yesterday for the uh, the Cardinals to win the game over the fraud bills? Uh, did you happen to see the still photo of him catching the ball? Well, uh, Deshaun is wearing a Jordan brand glove. And the Defenders are wearing Adidas and Nike, respectively. Here's my gripe. How the fuck did Jordan or Jumpman or whatever you want to call it, how did they not tweet that picture out three minutes after it was uh, over? Is fucking beyond me. This is a marketing fail of epic proportions. In fact, there isn't a single mention of this on their Twitter page or their Instagram page. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Who's in charge? This was a viral opportunity handed out on a fucking silver platter, and they've botched it. I I see them slamming shit all over the place. They've completely botched it. I'm disappointed in a number of levels, while at the same time I don't really care. Is there a multi-bazillion dollar company. Uh, that's the second time I've used multi-bazillionaire or bazillion on the show. I need to start I need to start keeping track of dumb words that I say to eliminate them entirely from my vocabulary and not just from the show. But here's the thing, right? The last I think I, I talked about Wendy's a couple of shows ago or last show. If fucking Wendy's can have a top-notch social media team, why the fuck can't Jordan? It makes no sense, and they've completely flubbed this up. This was a golden opportunity for them. Golden. They didn't even have to say anything. Just show the picture of him of the ball in the Jordan brand glove surrounded by the two other brands and look you could uh you could you could do something over the logos for the other two brands but man just so fucking disappointing they really fucked that up and i think shit like that only bothers me Hashtag wannabe ad man. But boy, oh boy, was I disappointed that they didn't do more there. Because what a moment. It's gone now. I mean, look, they can try to bring it back. And I'm sure they will. I'm sure they'll realize the error of their ways. But they've they've missed the boat. That ship has sailed, if you will. Yeah, not good. Not good at all. Um, all right, gripe number two. Good news. We got some uh, a couple of voicemails. On the uh, on the call-in line six one seven sixty five Ripem six one seven sixty five Ripem R I P E M. Call leave a voicemail. These were left uh, Friday night uh, while I was uh, with my friends. So the first one you hear uh, is from my buddy Jeff. Check it out. You know I have a big problem with uh, people not understanding the uh, the use of the bathroom. Uh, you need to uh, knock, wait for an answer, hold the handle, and then try to enter. If someone says something, you don't continue. That's right. What if, if, they, if they come in? Uh, well, I guess you come in then. uh <laughs> You come in. <laughs> so he's a 1,000% right. Uh, ignore the end of that. A lot of childish humor. Come in. That <laughs> was yours truly making that awful joke. Uh, but he's right. Look, there are rules uh, to trying to use a bathroom. My guess is that uh, that Jeff is referring to public restrooms. Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably, <laughs> probably uh, public restrooms. But even at home, let's say you're at home and it's a there's a gathering of some kind. Not even a gathering. Let's say you just have fucking annoying kids. You should be teaching them how to use the bathroom and how to approach the bathroom like a civilized human being. You knock and you wait. It's, that's how it goes. doesn't matter where you are on Earth. Knock, pause, enter. Knock, pause, uh, occupied. Take a step back. There you go. Perfectly reasonable, very polite. Uh, that's how you're supposed to do things. Doing it any other way is entirely uncouth. You're a fucking savage and an asshole if you just barge in or knock and open, which is the worst. There's nothing worse than when you're using a fucking stall and somebody, you know, it's closed, and someone'll do the you know, try to push it open like cuz look, you don't know. So they'll do it once. And then that's when the person who is, you know, taking the shit will say, hey, somebody's in here or occupied or hello, whatever. But then there's the asshole that'll shake and push again. Those people need to be uh, publicly outed as being stupid, uh, ignorant, pieces of shit. Don't fucking do that. Don't fuck with the damn stall door. Anytime it doesn't open. If if you try to open the stall door and it doesn't open, just fucking leave it alone. Go to the next stall. That's it. Game over. Even if there's nobody in there. Just fucking let it be. All right. Uh, this will be gripe number three. Uh, here is the first appearance on the show... Uh, by my wife. Enjoy, Dave. It is your saintly wife calling. Hey, Dave! Yay! You got a job! Okay, that wasn't me, but I have a bone to pick about you picking on the smokers of the world. Leave the smokers alone. That's all. Yeah, <laughs> you got a job. Yeah. And tell, stop telling people to get off your lawn, you crotchety old man. Goodbye. Emphysema! So the first time that uh, she's on the show, she feels the need to tell me to leave smokers alone. Well, no, I won't. Uh, it's a gross and disgusting habit, and you should be ashamed of yourself uh, for said a gross and disgusting habit. That's it. All the background noise again. uh, That that was Jeff's wife that said, woo, yay, Dave, you got a job. That's terrific. Thank you, Stephanie. I appreciate that. Uh, The best part of that call, though, was at the end when when, uh, my buddy Matt exclaims emphysema, which is correct. Here's the thing, right? I say it's disgusting and gross because I care. No, I'm not trying to like. I'm not trying to embarrass anybody. I'm trying to get you to fucking stop smoking. That's it. You know, I'm not going to go into any more uh, of our private discussions on on the smoking matter because it's it's neither here nor there. Uh, you know, clearly you don't feel the need to uh, respect my uh, my my wants and desires as your husband. Uh, for you to be healthy. Jeez. What a lot of fucking nerve there, huh? Sorry, dear. Um, but yeah. I, I just, I can't do it. I can't bring myself uh, to to leave smokers alone. I just, I can't and I won't. Sorry. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's, it's part of being incredibly empathetic. Is that I care deeply. Not only about my wife, but all the other people who have smoked themselves to death, literally. So, I'm terribly sorry if your feelings are hurt, my dear, but um, hopefully that'll get you to stop fucking smoking. I doubt it. But, we'll see. Um, yeah. So, there you go. That was three gripes. With a couple of voicemails, huh? What do you think? Not bad. Call the show, 617 65 rip Leave a message. Share a gripe. Tell me I suck. Do whatever. Do something. Just be on the show. Just you know, love to have you. Um, that's gonna do it for episode fifty. Well, not really. I got a couple more things to talk about, but uh, episode fifty. Please uh, go back and listen to some of my other stuff. Uh, It's all equally as shitty. So you're not gonna see anything. There's a couple of bright spots here and there, but uh, not much. The Uh, The episode I did about the guy pissing himself in front of the RMV was just... I I listened to that the other day and got a real fucking kick out of that. That was funny. That was fucking awful. (laughs) That fucking guy. Oh, man. Um, But today is uh, the 16th. Today is the uh, swag giveaway. If you uh, have followed... Me on Instagram, or the show, I should say, on Instagram. You know that I'm giving away some swag, a dope uh, winter beanie, and a couple of terrible T-shirts, and some stickers. So what I did was, uh, I went on to a website that was uh, basically a oh, it's Pickerwheel.com. Like you fill in a bunch of inputs and then you push a button. It's a horrible green, brown, and yellow colored theme. You'll see it. I'm gonna post them on on the gram. Uh, but three winners. So uh, a hearty congratulations to, uh, of course, two friends right off the top. Uh, my friend Sarah, congratulations. Hope you enjoy uh, the, the crap swag that I'm going to send to you. Uh, my buddy Brian, he won a t shirt. I hope you enjoy that. You'll probably use that to like wash your car or paint or something because that's, that's pretty much what they're good for. And then a third prize, I'm going to send some stickers out to, um, Instagram user KC loves golf. KC loves golf. So if KC if loves golf, happens to be listening to the program, congratulations, him or her. I don't know, but you've won some stickers. And I'm going to ask you to uh, post those stickers in uh, bar bathrooms and take pictures and send them to me. That's what we're doing. Bathroom marketing here on the show. Uh, so yeah, gave some swag away. Thank you to the 13 people that entered. Uh, a very big thank you. Thank, they'll be given a shout out on the Instagram page for indulging me and this dumb program, even more so probably because they haven't listened to the program. Some of them, most of them. Uh also Also, all show. All show. Also, should mention that I hit 100 followers on the Instagram page. 100, big number. Uh, big thanks to my good pal Ian for being the 100th follower. Took you long enough. Uh, but in all series, very much appreciated. Ian was also uh, kind enough to be a reference for me last week and helped secure uh, some new employment. So again, thank you. A real diamond geezer that, Ian. Uh, thank you. Uh, I mentioned at the beginning of the show some some news. Uh, given that I'll be working full-time again, I think I'm going to cut back to one episode per week. Uh, cue the the sad... Uh, oh, no. Uh, one episode per week. I'll probably record on like Wednesday night, uh, and then drop the episode Thursday morning. I just don't think I have the time to commit to two episodes. And then there's also been some rumbling the last few days about uh, starting another podcast with my uh, New Mexican friend Evan, who you've heard on the show. Uh, that's gonna take some time to suss out and see see if that's something that uh, that we could do. Probably could. I think you know the chemistry's there for sure. We can have good conversations. Sound quality, who knows, but that'll be a far more serious podcast, I think. Not, not far more, but uh, the thinking is that we'll come up with a topic, research said topic, have the podcast, and then kind of go from there. So um, apologies, though, uh, to my four listeners, as I, I, I heard that the audio from Thursday's part two of the interview was dog shit. So I've gone back and fixed that. If you'd like to go back and hear more about uh, Portuguese-Chinese relations, uh, it's an enthralling conversation. I'm sure you'll, you know, ignore it, but um, that'll do it for episode number 50. I'm going to do a show on, uh, actually, no, I'm not going to do a Thursday show. Now yeah, I'll probably do something on Thursday. What am I saying? And then go to, to once a week. So I'll do episode 51, which will probably be the Joe Hesketh episode. I don't even know if he was number 51. I think he was. Uh, the whole thing, and it's funny because uh, going back to my buddy Matt, who suggested uh, taking like 5-10 minutes and doing a little bit of uh, chitty-chitty-chattier on... What the fuck was that? Chitty-chattier? God, this is awful uh a little bit on you know the jersey number person for that particular episode good idea i think i did that a little bit but not you know i fucked it up so again 50th episode do you think i would have this kind of mapped out nope no nope. keep fucking it up but it is what it is thank you so very much for uh for listening to the program uh if you have listened to all 50 episodes which i doubt. Um. thank you. If you've only listened to one, if this is only your first episode, welcome. It'll probably be the last one you listen to. I hope it's not, but we'll see. Um, you can check out my Instagram page at ComplaintsPod. Go there. You can see the uh, videos that I post of the spinny wheel thing. Uh, and then you can uh, also, uh, you know, other stuff. I think I don't think I'm giving any more shit away. I can't believe I spent money on this crap. <laughs> but got to advertise the show somehow, and that seems like a good way to do it. Um, go to my uh, Twitter page, at ComplaintsPod, which I think is uh, reasonably entertaining. You can check that out. Uh, I have a Facebook page, but fuck Facebook. I have a YouTube page that I never use. I have uh, an email address, ShowMail at ComplaintsAndObservations.com. There is a website, ComplaintsAndObservations.com, that I am woefully behind on. Uh, And it's pretty bad, but, you know, what can you do? Uh, You can call the show, 617 65 'em. Leave me a voicemail. Get on the show. Terrific. Great. Grand. Good. Uh, That'll do it. Thank you again so much. I appreciate it. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Godspeed. Ta-ta.